Venomous Duck Media presents Gareth and the Lost Island Episode 11 Revenge of the Linguist Disclaimer This audio drama should be considered rated PG-13 for discussions of sexual hijinks, drinking, consuming questionable potions, brief moments of violence, crude language, and even cruder humour. Please use caution when listening in public, as this story may cause audible laughter. Venomous Duck Media is not liable for any strained abdominal muscles you may receive while listening, or the strange looks you might get from other commuters. If laughter persists for more than four hours, seek immediate medical attention. Captain Mental, we have arrived at the dry docks. Captain, that's going to take some getting used to. All right, the first thing we need to do is find Elizabeth, Pilot, and Sheldon. After that, we'll see what needs to be done to get the new airship off the ground. Found lizard breath. At least, I think I did. Why aren't you certain? Oh, wow, yeah. Now I see why you hesitated. Elizabeth must be loving that new arm. If it wasn't for the gray metal casing, it almost looks like a normal arm. It even has five fingers. New arm? Huh. I didn't notice it. You didn't notice that she wasn't packing that clockwork nightmare anymore? I was more focused on her face. It looks like they covered her scars with a mesh made from the same metal as her arm. She's tried to be so strong all these years, but I know how much she hates those scars. They even replaced her false eye with a red lens, just like Kevin's. Gareth, is it okay? Go. We'll catch up in a bit. I probably don't need to say this, but if you lose that special lass of yours, I will have Henry smack you upside the head with Mr. Smashy. If I drive Izzy away, I'll ask him to do it myself. I'll be glad to do it, too. Oh, if you three are done being mushy, it looks like they're done hugging since Pilot and Sheldon joined them. Izzy's waving at us, too. (laughs) After you, Mistress Tish. Let's get on board the ship so the professor can turn it on and then hand it over to me as the real captain. That's not how this is going to work, Ms. Morgana. Look at him. Kid's dressed up like some sort of soldier, and all of a sudden he thinks he's a real captain. You've got your chance to play dress-up, Professor, and now it's time for the grown-ups to get some work done. I'm gonna smack that smirk off her face so hard, she'll have to get more mesh to cover the other side. Thanks, but I've got this, Darcy. Elizabeth Morgana, that ship in there is part of the Royal Mescalian Air Navy. As senior captain in the Air Navy, I am taking command of her to defend the island of Mescal. If you interfere with that, I will have Kevin take you into custody 
until such time as we return from the battle. Now stand down and step aside. As you wish, Captain. Have fun trying to run a ship without a crew. You know, my crew. I can't believe I ever looked up to you, Lizard Breath. Captain Mintel, Chief Engineer Morgana reporting for duty, sir. Welcome to the crew, Engineer. Dr. Trollness Granite Staff, reporting for duty as ship surgeon, Captain. Good, because I wouldn't trust my crew's health to anyone else. You are my brother in all ways that matter. I know you always have my back. Like, I'll always have yours. I hope that someday you will forgive me, former Captain of Glorious Dawn. But I have seen the ship we are discussing. It would be foolish of me not to seize this opportunity. Professor, who is now a captain, I am a son with the people of Rehos. I wish to serve as the pilot for the unnamed ship awaiting us in dry dock. As captain of the airship, I accept your vow of service. The man who is once again a pilot. Before you try and guilt us into taking your side, you should know we've always thought you grew up to be kind of a bitch, Liz. Plus, there's no way in hells we're giving up Henry's cooking. As if I would stay here with Miss Resting Grumpy Face. Gareth, do you have a spot on board for me? We'd be lost without your Tish. If that's not the biggest understatement of the millennium, I don't know what is. Captain, Renee, Kevin, and I were wondering if you were going to allow automatons as part of your crew. Of course. You're Miscallions, just like me. Welcome to the crew, you three. Thank you, thank you, thank you! Can't breathe, Kevin! Ugh, sorry. Well, it seems I have my crew, Miss Morgana. Now we need to fill one more position to make it complete. And as it stands, I'm in desperate need of a good first officer, willing to kick me in the ass when I do something stupid. Knowing my luck, if I stay behind, you'll destroy the new ship pulling it out of dry dock. You'll either starve to death or be killed by pirates. If I go with you, I'll at least get to keep an eye on my baby sister. <sighs> First officer, Elizabeth Morgana, reporting for duty. Okay, crew. Let's go see our new airship. get over how many different types of automatons are here. For instance, this lot all look like giant caterpillars with hands at the ends of their legs. Captain Mintel, I can't tell you how happy I am to see you again. Are there any automatons on this island who didn't know me as a child? Darcy254 and I came online after the blight finally died off. I only know you because your Aunt Moira, our head airship designer, brought you in to show you off shortly after you were born. She brought you in a second time after you licked that charged Ethereum tube. Moira boasted that you were born to be an engineer like her. Actually, I'm a linguist. I see. Oh well, no one's perfect, I suppose. 
Were the spider eyes correct in telling us that you plan to take your aunt's masterpiece into battle on its maiden voyage? I'm afraid so. How exciting! Since you are all going into combat soon, I'll give you the condensed tour. Follow me, please. Beautiful. I have some cousins who are engineers. They'll be pissing themselves in envy that I get to work on an airship like that. First officer, now you see why I couldn't turn out an opportunity such as this. This is the first Miscalian airship to fly in nearly 13,000 years. Not only will it defend this island's inhabitants, it will show the rest of Hadronis that we have returned. An airship with that much responsibility on her shoulders deserves a name with a proud legacy to match it. Crew, welcome to the HMS Glorious Dawn, the new flagship of the Royal Miscallion Air Navy. Gareth, I... her name? Oh, the hell's with it! <clears throat> we'll continue this discussion later, Captain. This is the first of the Golden Swan-class battleships. She runs off of dark magic charge Ethereum and can outfly anything we had built previously. A copy of Center's personality runs the minor systems on the ship, allowing her to have a far smaller crew than what would normally be seen on a ship her size. As a multi-purpose combat vessel, the Glorious Dawn is armed with the latest in anti-wizard technology. Her primary defense is the hull, which is made of a special copper and steel alloy designed to conduct light magic poorly. Even though she only boasts three guns, the Glorious Dawn's offensive capacity is equal to a ship four times her size. I only see two guns on deck. Where is the third one? Look at the bottom of the art section. The tail gun over there works by dropping metal balls from a hopper into the barrel. Magic is then sent into the repulsion rune carved at the rear of the bow. The repulsion rune throws a metal sphere slightly faster and farther than the gunpowder-fueled weapons these modern pirates seem to favor. By using magic instead of gunpowder, we were able to increase the rate of fire to a little under two shots per second. Oh. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> Henry says he's calling dibs on the tail gun. The heavy cannon on the foredeck is mounted to a disc which rotates 360 degrees. It works on a similar principle to the tail gun. Instead of gravity-fed balls, it has to be loaded from the rear with 20-pound shells. What's that strange machine with all the mirrors and black half-domes at the back of the airship? Captain Mintel, the final gun was your aunt's greatest achievement. One we thought might win the wizard war for us. How so? We were taking a pounding from the wizards. The more powerful of the bastards could raise magical shields that would block everything we could throw at them. Moira realized that the wizards were able to see what they were doing, and tried to come up with a way to use that against them. The answer came when your aunt was watching her wife burn a design into a piece of wood using only a magnifying glass and sunlight. Moira brought her idea to the Technomancers, and together 
They built the Sunlight Collection and Focusing Array Weapon, or SCFAW. None of us were able to say it that fast, so we just ended up calling it the Sun Gun. So how does it work? The Black Dome halves collect and store sunlight throughout the day. When fired, the stored sunlight is fed into the focusing crystals and mirror arrays to blast out a beam of light. The output can be anywhere from 30 feet wide, able to blind an enemy crew, down to a beam no thicker than a sewing needle. The heat of the finish setting is capable of cutting through solid metal. Little Automaton Foreman, how effective is this weapon in actual combat? We haven't got a clue! Like most of the ship, it's a prototype and we never got a chance to try it out before the dock went to non-entropy mode. Is there anything on this ship that isn't a prototype? The ship is powered by a chunk of the original Void Stone that gave the Mescorians their abilities. Almost all of the systems had to be redesigned to accept direct dark magic energy. Now that I think about it, the only things which aren't prototypes are the loos. You can poop with confidence, knowing the crappers are tried and true technology. We are so going to die. Is it too late to switch back to working for Captain Scary? Yes! Sheesh, just asking. May we continue? Lead on. Now I'd like to... Oh... My sentiments exactly, Captain. Who thought it was a good idea to give the homicidal skull a new body? I did. I found the skull in the wreckage of your old airship. He didn't have a body anymore. So I took him to the manufacturing plant and let him pick out a new one. You gave a guardian skeleton the body of a Mark V hunter killer because you felt sorry for him? Uh-huh. Well, biologicals, it's been nice knowing y'all. I pledge my service to Chef Henry of the Wuhan clan and offer my ridiculous amount of weapons to slice and dice and Julian, his enemies. What just happened? Uh, I think Henry just gained the most terrifying sous chef on Hadronis. Oh, that's good. Captain... You and Engineer Morgana need to take those stairs down to the engine room. I'll show the others where their posts are. Thank you, um... I'm sorry, I forgot to ask your name. That's quite alright, Captain. They call me... Alex. What does A-L-E-X stand for? I stand for truth, justice, and the Muscolian way. Sorry, I couldn't resist. I get asked that question a lot by my fellow automatons. Truth is, I just like the name. Whoa. I'd be lucky to recognize one part in 20 in this engine room. Really? It doesn't look that different from what I'm used to. Technomagical laws are constant, so there wouldn't be much variance between their engines and ours. 
The only differences are the DM converters and whatever that pillar in the center of the room is. You lost me after... really? From the indented handprint on the side of the pillar, I'm guessing this is where you prove you're a Miscallion. Okay, but if it opens up a trapdoor that leads to a bloodthirsty, venomous duck, I'm gonna be really disappointed. Don't give me that look, Izzy. You didn't see it in action. Fine. I'll press the button. Speak in trade, please. We have a multi-species crew. Acknowledged, Captain Mintle. Time to get this party started! And finally, to charge the ethereum tubes, we throw this lever. I... I don't know what's wrong. I did everything in the right order. Engineer, I suggest you employ a kinetic displacement to the central column to align the rune arrays. You want me to do what? He wants you to align the rune array with a kinetic displacement. You know, kick it. <laughs> Quick question. If it breaks, do I have to pay for it? Uh, no. Good to know some repair techniques stand the test of time. Uh, next time, you get to pedal this damned thing and I'll hold the rifle. Quit complaining and be thankful I taught the captain how to send us into that hell-spawn lightning storm like the rest of our mates. All we have to do is drift around in our minnow and watch to see if anything makes it back out. Yeah, yeah, your best. Blessed by the gods with a silver tongue. Oh, your mum seemed to think so last night. Well, your mum's so fat. She could be causing the huge disruption rising towards us from the clouds below. Pedal faster, you idiot. That's an airship, and it ain't one of ours. Captain of the Glory is gone. We are breaking through the clouds now. Also, I must reiterate how delightful it is to have a chair to sit in while performing my duties. No need, pilot. These are really nice chairs. Mines, even big enough to lean to one side and look like I'm having deep, tactical thoughts. Are you feeling well, Captain of the Glorious Dawn? Shall I use the speaking tubes to call the short doctor to the bridge? No, I'm fine. I'm not sure what came over me. However, I do need to use the speaking tube system. As soon as I figure out which one is the all ship to. Yeah, found it. We will be engaging the enemy any minute now. Henry, the minnows are yours. Trollis and Sheldon, you two use the heavy cannon to take out the frigate. For Softstrom Morgana, use the sun gun to disable the destroyer. Unfortunately, we don't have enough supplies to take prisoners. So, unless we manage to take their ships without destroying them, no quarter is to be given. Let's hope fate is with us. But even if she isn't, I have faith in this airship and even more faith in my crew. Everyone to battle stations. 
Keep an eye on Tish, Chompers. She likes to sneak off to places she shouldn't be. None will harm her, but I look forward to killing those who try. Be careful, Mr. Fuzzy Bottom. Not as nice as Mr. Smashy, but it'll do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, just as good on the pirates as their dirigibles. Oh no, you didn't! Damn! Only got their ballast bags. Oh well. Gotta time this jump just right. Don't want to end up like my cousin Leroy. <gasps> like the gods and their wizards, I made it. I don't see any crew other than that dwarf sitting on a seat attached to that huge cannon and whatever that monster is loading the thing. If I take this ship myself, I'll get first pick of the booty. Nothing personal, dwarf. But it's time to die. Okay, line up the shot. Deep breath and squeeze. What the hell's is that? You will not hurt Kevin's friend. Ah! He's stuck on my arm. What's going on over there? I can't see around you, Sheldon. Nothing much. Just Kevin taking care of some trash on the deck. Fire when ready, Doc. I'm not a doctor for the moment. I plan on doing plenty of harm. Great shot, Doc. Damn it, Sheldon. I'm a doctor, not an artillery gunner. Charnis felt the odd tingle again in his bones as the stellar magic took hold. Aboard the frigate, a pirate holding a cannonball ready for the next shot suddenly lost his grip and dropped the iron sphere on the foot of an unfortunately dressed pirate wearing a red shirt next to him. The red-shirted pirate hopped on one foot in pain and shifted so he was right in front of the cannon as it was fired. Similar to other red shirts across the multiverse, he had a split second to look down at the gaping hole through his chest before dying. I think I got the aiming down now. Load another shot. Aye, aye, Mr. Granistaff. <laughs> hey, how come he laughs when you say it? Talent and timing. Now shut up and keep swiveling. We don't want any targets sneaking up on us. Yes! This is almost as much fun as drinking ale. Seriously, I'm starting to sport a stalagmite in my trousers. Ugh, TMI, Doc. Meanwhile, on the other end of the HMS Glorious Dawn... Damn it! I can't get a clear shot at the destroyer! 
stupid frigate won't move out of the way. Fine. If it wants to be that way, I'll just do something about it. Let's see what the wide beam does. You fool! You're going to hit the wheel! Not bad. Elizabeth managed to get them to shoot their own ship, and it looks like the shot went straight through to their engine room. That leaves one last frigate. Come on, boys. We can't let her show us up. Load one of the flammable spheres. Take that, you pirate bastards! Whoa! Our turn now. Sheldon, switch back to the explosive spheres. In the wheelhouse of the pirate destroyer. Damn! That ship's got some strong armor. No matter. <laughs> we'll pants through it eventually. Ha! They know it too. They're turning tail and running away. Wait... Why are they stopping their turn? Oh, shit! They're setting up a broadside! Evasive maneuvers! Turn! Turn! They're aiming that bloody monstrous cannon at our wheelhouse! Turn, damn it! Turn! Back on the bridge of the HMS Glorious Dawn. Looks like they're waving several white flags. All guns stand by while we approach the destroyer and frigates. Kevin, Chompers, Izzy, join me on deck. We'll serve as the boarding party to accept their surrender. Chompers, Kevin, you're providing security while we accept their surrender. They are pirates and I wouldn't put it past them to try something. Oh, and Chompers? No killing until after they try something. Fine. Who's the ranking officer here? Uh, um, you are, sir? No, I mean, who speaks for you as your leader? Well, I don't rightly know, sir. Most of the officers were in the wheelhouse when you went and blew it up. The only remaining officer is our cook, and, well, no one listens to that scaly prick. Regardless, he's still your senior officer. Somebody go get him. Isadora Morgana, this is all your fault. I was supposed to get my pick of your crew as slaves. If I placed a tracking disc on that worthless piece of garbage you called an airship. I'll kill you for this. Captain Gareth and Engineer Izzy are my friends. I don't like it when people try to hurt my friends. What would you like me to do with him, Captain Gareth? Same thing you would do with any other trash from the galley, Kevin. Toss it overboard.
Yeah, we pretty much had the same reaction when Egai got kicked off our ship. All right, now I'm gonna give you lot three options. The first is to remain on this ship until we tow it into the airspace of a country not so fond of pirates. The second is for you to queue up and join Egite. The third option is to quit your pirating ways and agree to become farmers on the island on the other side of the storm. If you choose the latter, you will have to eat shipped in rations until we can get enough crops grown. On the plus side, I will grant you full amnesty and a house far nicer than what most merchants live in. I'm pretty sure I speak for all of us when I say that being a farmer sounds mighty good, sir. <laughs> thank you all for meeting me in the briefing room. I want to start out by saying thank you, and to all of you, for your hard work in the month since we got our ex-pirates settled in. Next, after discussing with First Officer Morgana how the old Glory Star was run, I learned that issues having major ramifications for both the ship and crew were normally brought to a vote. I plan on following her example and put forward something I'd like to do. Something that will most likely end up with the Island Republic of Draconia and putting a price on all of our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Gods, that was good. I haven't laughed like that in a long time. <laughs> Sorry for laughing, Gareth. It's just that aside from Pilot, the rest of us from the old crew all have bounties on us from one place or another. Engineer the Glorious Dawn, that is not an accurate statement. The Sultan of Brosh offered a rather large sum for my capture. I never knew that. What did you do to anger the Sultan? First officer of the Glorious Dawn, a true son of Warehouse does not kiss and tell. <laughs> Look at you, pilot! Gareth, what I'm trying to say is, one more bounty won't really make that much of a difference, especially one from the IRD. Nutless already blacklisted us from the shipping guild. Why did Dick Nutless blacklist you anyway? I refused his repeated offers to go back to his mansion for a quick tumble while his wife visited an inn near the university. Huh. Small world. Why do you say that? <laughs> oh, I'll explain later. Alright, well, does anyone here have any objections to committing what will most definitely be seen as a serious crime? Gareth, this crew will follow you through an extended tour of the 34 layers of hell. We're in. Here, here. Captain, we're with you till the dwarves stop drinking. All right, here's my plan. My fellow professors, I bid you welcome to the ribbon-cutting ceremony of what is most assuredly a welcome addition to our fine university. Thanks to the leadership of Professor Nutles and the generous gift from his brother, we now have a place to sequester ourselves away from the throngs of students who plague our daily lives. Unfortunately, Professor Nutles was unable to attend, but we welcome his brother Deke to the grounds of our great university. After Magnate Nutles cuts the ribbon, we will let the staff into the building to start scheduling appointments for manicures, pedicures, back waxing, and 
happy ending massages. <gasps> oh no! My gods, what kind of airship is that? I've never seen anything like it. It's it's coming right at us. Calm yourself, Magnate Nucleus. If they meant us harm, they wouldn't be approaching so slowly. Look, there's even someone standing by the railing. I, for one, am looking forward to meeting whomever that magnificent airship belongs to. That man in the black uniform at the railing. He looks familiar. Where do I know him from? Wait, Professor Mental? Oh, hello, Dean. Nutless, fancy meeting you here. Oh, what are you doing here, boy? Sorry, Dick. I thought your brother would have mentioned it to you. You see, I promised to return when I had proof that I had found the Lost Island of Mescal. <laughs> Do you honestly think some silly costume and a big airship is enough to convince us that you actually found an island that has been lost for over 13,000 years? Not at all. In fact, I suspected that close-minded fools like yourselves would need more convincing. Members of the University Arcanum and guests I would like to introduce you to some friends of mine. Renee, Darcy, Kevin, come over here and say hello to the not-so-nice humans. <gasps> hello, not-so-nice humans. I would ask you to be my friends, but you were mean to Captain Garrett. How dare you bring such abominations here? Shut up, nutless! This is the discovery of several lifetimes. Well done, my boy, well done. I never doubted for a minute you would be up to the task of finding Muscal. I hereby grant you tenureship with the University Arcanum effective immediately, and welcome you into the fellowship of senior professors. Yeah, about my position at the university, I quit. I have a new job now as captain of the HMS Glorious Dawn, a duty I hope to continue to perform for a good number of years. What? You can't just quit after making the greatest discovery in the last 13,000 years. Think about what you can do for the university, my dear boy. Oh, don't worry, Dean. I would never think of leaving the University of Arcana without some sort of parting gift. Dr. Granistaff, First Officer McGanna, Please give the University Arcanum and Magnet Nutless the gift of seeing what happens when you annoy the crew of the HMS Glorious Dawn. It will be my pleasure, Captain. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this. So much for the Nutless Spa. Time to head inside and get as much shielding between me and the profe- Captain as I can. Cheer up, Dean. At least the spa will go down in history as being the first ground target destroyed by the Royal Mescalian Air Navy in over 13,000 years. Don't Ooh. forget your promise, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're right, Henry. I did promise, didn't I? Thank you for reminding me. 
That's a good look for you two. Henry, head back inside and join the others. I'll be along in just a moment. Before we leave, I would like to say one final word. And what word would that be? To shenish. <gasps> no! Captain of the Glorious Dawn, I have spotted police airships being scrambled from the airship ports. In that case, pilot, I suggest you get us out of here. Uh, Izzy, any chance of you getting us some power up here? Just a second, sweetie. I'm about to give this thing a kinetic displacement it won't ever forget. Like I said, Get us out of here, pilot. At once, Captain of the Glorious Dawn. Okay, people. Let's go see what other trouble we can get into. This has been Gareth and the Lost Island. Episode 11. Starring... Peter McGiffin as the narrator and Henry's translator, Alan Petty as Trauma's Granite Staff, Patrick Mallard as Gareth Mintle and Kevin, Deborah Mallard as Izzy Morgana and Dar C254, Lauren Kong as Elizabeth Morgana, Jenna Oliver as Tish, Casey Swan as Pilot. Daniel Four as Sheldon's left eye stalk, OJ VA as Sheldon's right eye stalk, and Deke Nucleus. AI Brook as Rene Seven, David Gardner as Central, Lauren Sterling Knott as Alex, Chompers, and Egite, Patrick McCook as the Dean of the University, featuring Alex Bansell, Peter McGiffin, Derek Fine, and OJVA as the Pirates. No pirates were harmed during the recording of this show. At least that's what we told them we would say before they signed their binding contracts to work without stunt doubles. On that note, anyone know where we can find cheap replacement pirates? Gareth and the Lost Island was written and directed by Patrick Mallard.